Hey everyone, it's Jordan from the Borderline Dad Podcast. Not only am I a huge mental health advocate, I'm also a ridiculously massive nerd. You're listening to one of my new favorite podcasts, Nerd with a Phone Podcast. Movies, TV, gaming, he covers it all. I hope you enjoy this episode and get ready to get nerdified. Hey, uh, hey guys, this is Kyle from Tokyo Munchies Podcast, giving a big shout out to my main man, Charles, at Nerd with a Phone Podcast. Tune in, dial in, listen to his podcast. It's good value. He's a nice guy too. So, enjoy your ear candy and have a great day. Peace out. Yeah. Hello, guys and girls. Welcome back to Nerd with a Phone podcast where it's time to get notified about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Next. Hello, nerds and nerdettes. Welcome back to Nerd with a Phone Podcast. It's time to get notified about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But before we get going, if you haven't checked out the previous episode, a little bonus episode, it's full of the disclaimers for this episode. And, uh, yeah, we can kind of um, cut through the chase here, I think. Basically, Jaws Whedon bad, Buffy the Vampire Slayer good. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk Buffy. To understand uh, the popularity of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, not only at the time it premiered, but now, you first have to understand what television was before Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I'm talking the big networks, the original broadcast networks. This is before streaming services, before YouTube, before all kinds of things. And um, it really was a show that broke new ground for teen dramedy and just television in general in ways that are tough to explain were you not aware of the stuff that was out at the time. So most things in 1997 aimed at teens and young adults, of which I was a young adult at the time. In 1997, I would have been 22 years old. So (laughs) they were either played for straight comedy and terrible comedy at that, or they were played for over-dramatic, just way over the top. And uh, BuzzFeed had an article from 2013, the 33 best forgotten teen shows of the 90s. This is the list of the best shows that they had, and uh, we're going to compare them to Buffy. Okay, Number 33, Teen Angel. From 1997 to 1998 on ABC, it was a brief part of ABC's TGIF lineup Teen Angel followed the story of Marty, a high school boy who dies from eating a six-month-old hamburger (laughs) on a dare, and then is sent back to Earth to uh, be his friend Steve's guardian angel. Yes, that was really the plot. Ron Glass, book from Firefly, played the disembodied orange head who guided Marty through his afterlife adventures. You know, USA High... Uh, from uh, 1997 to 99, another forgettable show. 
Brotherly Love, Forgettable, um, Swan's Crossing, Weird Science, the TV show, uh, Malibu Shores, City Guys, Odd Man Out, um, Sweet Valley High, that one's fondly remembered, but it's still a piece of crap. Uh, <laughs> hang Time, uh, Get Real, <clears throat> Ready or Not, uh, Flash Forward, The Heights. You know, these were the shows that TV executives were pummeling down the throats of 13 to 27-year-olds at the time. So along comes UPN slash WB. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're doing things like um, Voyager, you know. Um, <laughs> and just not uh, caring, throwing things at the wall. I believe um, when Fox uh, was getting rid of the adventures of Briscoe County Jr. They were trying very hard, UPN, to uh, bring that show there. Uh, all they ever managed was, uh, I think, the syndication rights for a short time. But, yeah, so they were looking for content and a creator by the name of one Joss Whedon, who had cut his teeth in comic books, made a pitch for rebooting into a television series, a fairly forgettable yet fun film starring Luke Perry called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, in doing my due diligence of researching this episode, which is why you'll notice if you'll look at the timestamps, there's a four-day difference um, because I was absolutely convinced and maybe perhaps... Um, I am wrong, but uh, I was absolutely convinced that there had been a pilot episode. Um, many Gen Xers such as myself will remember back in the day, um, every once in a while, somewhere around New Year's every year, uh, you could catch ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS uh, doing a sizzle reel, and they would give you a preview of upcoming shows, some of which would make it to air that season, some of which you never heard from again. And I believe for the UPN uh, coming up for Christmas that year, um, they did one such preview show, and uh, everybody got their first look at Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, uh, you know, but every... Um, source material that I can find online says that the original pilot was never aired. Okay. But, uh, when I look at the clips that are available online of the original unaired air quoted pilot, I've seen this episode. I saw it on air at the time. That's what my memory says. I'm curious. Does anybody else remember seeing this supposedly unaired Buffy the Vampire Slayer pilot? Um, or is it a Mandela effect of my own making? I don't know. So uh, follow Nerd with a Phone 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Tell me what y'all think. Have you seen the supposedly unaired pilot episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
Did you see it at the time? Uh, anyway. So anyways, nerds. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as I have hopefully laid out for you, was a transformative show in the midst of all this drivel that was coming out at the time. And to people that uh, just saw the sizzle rules and everything, it looked, it would fairly have been accused, fairly, of uh, just being another one of those type of shows. But upon further inspection, when you go back through all the seasons and everything like that, every story has an arc, a complete beginning, middle, and an end. Every episode, for the most part, there's a few cliffhangers here or there, but that's episodic television. Um, but for the most part, it has a complete beginning, middle, and an end to every arc. And you can debate the value of each of those stories, but you cannot underestimate the work that this group of people came together and made. The art is some of the best that television has ever put to air. Most, but not all, of the comedy is funny. It's actually legitly funny. Most of the drama is actually, but not all, dramatic. And it makes itself into a Reese's peanut butter cup of outstanding entertainment. So in summary... There's a show here in Buffy the Vampire Slayer that is, of course, the sum of all its parts. But, for me, and a lot of fans, it all begins and ends with Sarah Michelle Geller's performance as the titular Buffy Ann Summers. Miss Geller's performance as Buffy is both vulnerable but not fragile, both strong, but not condescending in a way that isn't fun. In watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you get to watch Sarah Michelle Gellar at the absolute peak of her performance powers. And it can't be understated how well this is done um, you see a woman performing a craft, putting in the work sometimes above and beyond anything that had came before it. Um, it's so hard to explain now when you have so many stellar performances by women uh, that, you know, it seems like hyperbole. But when you look back at Sarah Michelle Gellar's performance in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you can easily see all the, all the performances that were spawned out of it. She rose that bar to a new height that uh, challenged other actresses to get to that level and perhaps try to exceed it. If you ask me, without Buffy the Vampire Slayer, even the Marvel Cinematic Universe does not exist today. Um, the form of storytelling that is done in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it, it's, it's a prototype. 
um, everything from Game of Thrones to, you know, uh, hell, definitely the Vampire Diaries, which is, in my view, a straight-up rip-off 100% of Buffy. <clears throat> Fight me. I don't care. Vampire Diaries, straight rip-off. Don't care. Anyway, and like any show or any performance that is so outstanding, it doesn't come without sacrifice and without its share of controversy, which we have covered in the previous episode. Highly encourage everybody to go back and listen to the previous episode entitled Jaws Whedon is Over. <sighs> it's a sad state of affairs to watch your heroes live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> it really is because Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a show and Giles Whedon as a creator really broke the glass ceiling wide open for female characters, actors, and creators. And to hear all the allegations coming out against him now is frankly heartbreaking um, because it felt like everybody was on equal footing. Whedon's creations, especially Buffy the Vampire Slayer, challenged gender roles, traditional gender roles, and it also uh, made people stop and think about the consequences of their own actions, personal responsibility, everything like this. So to hear this now is such, it hurts. It really does hurt because you know how impactful Buffy the Vampire Slayer has been on society as a whole. The best that we can hope for at this time is that the actors, including folks like Sarah Michelle Gellar, Seth Green, people like this, uh, can wind up re, you know, regaining the rights to Buffy the Vampire Slayer and um, take the helm and get things going in the right direction. Because um, much like, it's a weird comparison, I know, but much like the Cosby show, and everybody knows what happened with Mr. Cosby. But much like the Cosby show, it's a seminal, seminal, groundbreaking series that deserves its place in the history of television. And it doesn't need to be relegated by the actions of its creator. You know, we have to separate the two. We have to separate the two, but we can't ignore what has happened either. And in this opinion, the only way for it to happen is for the original cast members to get and gain control of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and be put in charge and uh, let them control and reign the destiny of this groundbreaking, fun, fun show. It, it doesn't deserve 
to be thrown into the trash along with its creator's legacy. Okay, nerds and nerdettes, thank you for getting notified today, listening to this little bit of a rant about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Much appreciated. Again, follow Nerd with the Phone 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for tuning in. And um, yeah, we'll be back with another episode fairly soon for Dreadful Rock 574. My name is Charles, your host, Nerd with the Phone 1, and we will see you next time. Peace out. Much love. <laughs>